welcome to the Word of the Bay podcast. I am Kyle. I am Nick. And I'm Anthony. Guys, we gotta get a we gotta get a hashtag together for this show. What, what's our what's our thing gonna be? Where, who are who are our legions of listeners? Bury the stick. <laughs> the stick guys. The stick barriers. The the we the, are we the wobters wob. The Bay guy, the Bay's mm-hmm. wow. hashtag Bay guys. I don't know. Meditate on it, listeners. Oh, Baywatch. Any, any ideas? Baywatch. Hashtag Baywatch. Yeah, there you go. Baywatch. We're watching you. We're watching all. That's we're totally watching not going to get taken over by the movie that's coming out. <laughs> <really soon. laughs> hey, the movie's unrelated. If, and sued. <laughs> if if we if if we're trending globally. Just know that it's because of us and not because of the movie starring The Rock and Zac Efron. And a bunch of a bunch women of with big boobs. Women with big old tickle bitties. Tickle bitties. Mm. I, uh, What's your favorite slang for boobs? I can't do this. I just, Tits! I just, I just, uh, I just got into it with a with a host of six twenty about misogyny, so I'm not allowed. To, uh, I can't comment. That's on kind of sense. what. That's kind. I was going to interrupt you as soon as you said something, but that's kind of where I wanted to go with this. Like, I'm a, I'm a snowflake, guys. I'm a snowflake. Oh, oh yeah, we totally had a lead to Barry, and we didn't. <laughs> well, we didn't even think about it. I mean, it was Ky- It was Kyle's doing, but. Well, you want to talk about it, buddy? Yeah. How How do you? Uh, I get I get the the whole like Giselle thing where like people are I don't know dude it's just it, it feels like it's like a known thing that 620 is just like a uh like hey hey check out tit these titties and also Jameis Winston threw a touchdown pass today like that's kind of what because what do like guys want to hear about ladies and sports yeah, I mean they're 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 pandering they're they're catering to their their target audience. I mean I guess I can't blame them for that, but Pat Donovan of 620 kind of like him and I went at it uh, this week, and he being, I mean he's he, he's a radio host, he's on the radio. More people hear his voice than than will ever hear mine. So what time slot is he oh, going to be canceled from? Oh Jesus! Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> he's actually in the Big Dogs time slot right now. Who's actually ah, the back? He's back for like a couple days a week. I don't know how that's working. Not, I don't either. Yeah. Good he, luck to him. I hope, he's I back. hope he makes it through. But anyways, he, he, like Pat said something like blatantly sexist about like, well, wow, she's 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 very attractive until she opens her mouth. I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> like well, you know, it's one thing when you post a bikini pic or something like that. It's another when you're just blatantly being like, hey, you should probably just shut your mouth, you stupid stupid woman. Especially well, his when count- it's like exactly yeah. that's, that's yeah. exactly what it sounded like. His yeah. his counter was basically that like, oh well, you've never. Th- uh, your attraction to somebody has never been affected by what they have to say and who they are. But like that wasn't there. Was that really your message, dude? Yeah, I don't think really it was not to <laughs> judge these people by their, their, yeah, that's exactly what you meant. Yeah, I, I think I, like I, you, you're, you're kind of backpedaling here and saying, Oh, well, what I meant to say was no, what you meant to say was, well, she's pretty until she talks. And then he called you a white knight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a white knight. Yeah. Hey, which, you know, I've, I, I, which I do from time to time. I'm very, um, that's like, but that's not like, He's nice. Just rushing to a woman's aid that doesn't need it. No, it's like kinda... that's just like, hey man, like you know, don't be such an ass. It's, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like calling out something that you see is messed yeah. up. You're like, dude, like that's... you would probably say similar things in a bar to some dude that was like harassing a woman or saying she should keep her mouth shut or something like that. I don't know. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, I, I, I don't know if I'm not saying something there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, well, just because I've gotten to like conversations with dudes at bars where you're like, oh, okay, dude, I'm not, I'm not gonna convince you otherwise, and I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. So it's like pretty much like, uh, well, who did you vote for? I was gonna say, and but sometimes you say Trump because of that you know that guy's immediately oh, dude, I gonna totally did that. Launch into yes, a tirade. That's what we're referring yeah. to. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. Yeah. I remember Dick and I were at a, we're at Applebee's once, and like some some guy like accosted me about. Lovey, either Lovey Smith or Tony Dungy or something, and it got to the point where I was like, dude, like I think it was like the old argument of like, well, who won the Super Bowl? Was it Dungy's team or was it Gruden's team? Oh yeah, was it? Yes, that was the argument. And For, was, first of all, first, who cares? Who cares? Second yeah, of second of all, yeah. <laughs> it got to the point where I'm like, I like don't like, I just don't want to talk to you anymore, guy. So I just started agreeing with you. Oh well, yeah, you have, a, you totally have a great point. Yeah, great point. Please go. Yeah, sit you know what, man, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I, I just it, it seems like Bucks fans and by by virtue of uh, Justin Pulowski's podcast seem to be just be like dividing down the middle of like who's like either either you're like foaming at the mouth about the Buccaneers or you're like eh, I hope they they do well. There's no middle. Yeah, there's no middle. Or it just seems like it's it seems like if you don't if you don't think that they're going to be awesome next year, then then somehow that there's something wrong with that or like there's. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's never any middle ground with the Bucks, man. It's either gonna they're gonna be awful or they're gonna be great. And like, I, we, I don't like, like there's very few fans that are like, yeah, probably somewhere in the middle. I feel like this is, is that every real year, though, or is that like manufactured by the fans? Because either we're not good enough for our expectations, or we're going to the Super Bowl. It's manufactured by the media, I would say. I mean, there's some level. I would, of that. I would say that the media knows that saying something to the extreme either way is what drives clicks on their site or listens to their podcasts. It's not it's not the article that says, yeah, the Bucks will probably be pretty good this year, but not great. It's the article that says the Bucks are winning the Super Bowl this yeah. year. And here's why. Yep. Or the Bucks are going two and fourteen this year and here's why. Like it it's manufactured in that way, in my opinion. It is. And it's it, it's um it's real real strange times right now in Bucks Twitter at least because it's like there's like is it just Justin strange Pal- times in Twitter or is it just strange times in Bucks? I think it's just Twitter because like Justin Pulowski, like I love the guy, but he's done such a great job of of like crafting like his own brand of fan like that follows his show and like they're just rabid, rabid. They're yeah. super rabid, man. Yeah. And and if and it seems like if you don't have this like hyper optimism for the Bucks, then you like you are I don't want to say mud but you it's just like um you're you're kind of attacked and, you, and can I ask you guys something when it comes to your sports teams whoever they may be do you get your info from one source or do you follow all the sources and sort of you, put it together you got to follow all the sources man you got to look at you got to look at multiple things i follow fox yeah, news gotta, because I'm, you got to form your own opinion exactly yeah. I, I I don't like I uh, I'm liberal I'm a liberal leaning guy like I but I try like I always try to see both sides I, I follow Fox News I always try to like yeah. like even with the whole Trump thing I didn't vote for Trump but I'm still like well you know he th- there's possibly good that he could do like let me let me like hear the guy out um, so it's it's always important to hear both sides of, of each argument and, and and to well that's true in life and you know in sports yeah. yeah. It's never now, good to just rush in and go. Like, how sad would a, a a very determined and permanently optimistic Browns fan be? That guy's probably neared suicide twice, <laughs> like, like a, a day. I uh, 
in terms of news and like real life news, like politics and all that, I totally agree with what you're saying, Kyle, that yeah. you need to take in everything to be able to form a real opinion. Because if not, you're just a bias slanted in one direction. With sports, though, I don't feel that way. And I'll tell you why. Because I think with sports, being in the middle is really the only place that you can be that's healthy for you as a fan. Being somewhere in the middle in terms of you never get too high or too low. And I like to follow news outlets that reflect that. Like I think I'm terrible. Report, I'm terrible at that. I always go know, to peaks and valleys of seasons. Like, I think Pewter Report is really good at that. I think they're really good at staying in the middle when it comes to the way they write and the way they think they break yeah. things down and their podcasts and all that stuff. I think they're really good at that. You can also follow someone like Justin Pulowski, who's definitely all the way one way or the other, depending on how the team is doing. Like, when Lovey Smith was having those terrible years, he was all the way on, like, the Bucks are never going to oh, be good again. Greg like, Chiano it's as over. well. Yeah. He also had a lot more... This speaking about Pulowski here, about a lot more responsibilities and a lot a larger soapbox to stand on. I mean, he's he to me is like the perfect voice of the fans because he's like he, rod. he wears his heart on his sleeve yeah. and he just he he just says what he feels. And, and there's like, something to be said for that. And there's a lot of fans that feel that way. And I would argue when it comes to the Lightning, I'm that way. I I, I have a hard time staying in the middle with the Lightning. It's all it's oh man, championship contender or uh, crap, yeah. we're gonna pick a top five in the lottery. Like I just. It's hard for me, but when it comes to the Bucks and the Rays, like I always find myself falling somewhere in the middle. I would like to think. I think that's. I mean, that's uh, that's that's really the measured way to go. Of course, like I, I'm notorious, like mid game for like for well, this game's over. You and, do you it know. for the Rays every <laughs> yeah. night. Yeah. I mean, the bullpen's gonna fuck up tonight. Yeah. But that's mid game. Like that's 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 one thing. The other the other thing is like after the game's over, you kind of take a second to think about it and look at look at the situation. You make a measured take on that. Like I I generally generally fall into that category. When you like, step outside the moment, it's easier to look back and go, "Well, that was probably a little much for me to say," yeah, or "Well, that's probably not true. true." Yeah. Is it your ability to choose to be, you know, judged then? Right. It's, it's just kind of it's it's like you, you kind of just take a step back from everything and, and just oh okay so yes. <laughs> what happened like this is okay and that Monday morning hangover after Bucks games is always the best to go back through your tweets like ooh e, e. oh <laughs> man I'm telling you but I think there's 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 legit reason for I like there's optimism around this team like I've I haven't seen in a long long oh, time yeah. so yeah we talked about it the past few weeks like there's real the most... real optimism in the air and it's most... actually backed up by something go it's ahead. the most dynamic most dangerous offense I've ever seen out of this team yeah yeah for sure i mean on paper yeah i mean sure. you know what the, you know what the best offense i've ever watched uh for the buccaneers was was the 2000 and oh i want to say 13 or, or the the when josh freeman was just 10 and 6 yeah when did we draft doug martin like his doug martin's rookie year when he, when he ran for like 200 yards against the raiders i think i want to say it was like 2000 and 12 12 something like that i don't remember yeah Sports it was podcast. The same, we, we got david that same year i want to say we did yeah, yeah. it was greg shiano's first year and mark dominic mark dominic traded as well. back up to get martin no we got crap i can't remember i'll tell you right now yeah no you were but right. i feel we like Malachi david was an early second round pick wasn't he 
something like that. Yeah, he yeah. Uh, he was. Uh, I mean, definitely wasn't a first round pick, but um, that 2012 NFL. Draft, 2012, yeah. yeah. So uh, that was the, that. I feel like was the best Buccaneers offense I've ever seen in terms of just like great huge plays and just yeah. being able to Finn move the ball yeah. down the field at will. Like when Josh Freeman was just completely on with Fitz and Jackson and Kellen Winslow. And Old prediction: Kyle changes that answer after this season. <sighs> I think I think our we're set up to have another offense like that. I mean, good God, uh, we're we're completely stacked in terms of skill positions. And if if our offensive line can pan out like our coaching staff feels it could, then I see no reason why we uh, we can't surpass that in my eyes. Well, let uh, me just barring, put. Oh, good. I was just gonna say, barring injuries, yeah, I think I think you could. I think this offense has the potential to break some records. Now, that's not saying much. For the Bucks because their offensive records are not so like they're not, three not or four like, seasons deep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Brad Johnson owns most of them. Yeah, like, yeah. What? But 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 I think there's I think I I tend to agree that there's a real chance it could be uh it could be very special. All right, so let me uh basically force Kyle into answering this and so earlier he said that he feels like the Bucks have the chance or the ability to become an elite offense like the Patriots. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I I'm I'm I want to know in 13 would you have said that? What do you mean? Like what I have said that we have been an elite offense. Like prior to the season, you mean? Well, the thing wasn't in... in no, after the season. Like, oh, oh, oh. Well, yeah. we lost the last four games of that year, or, or we just we, we skidded to the to the end of the last Collapsed year. That, yeah, we kind of collapsed at the end of the, the season. Okay, so my, my point is kind of made, that this is the most optimism offensively that the fans should have. Yeah, because they they finished strong. They finished real strong in the year. They didn't they didn't just give up when the playoffs were out of reach. They, they finished no, strong. They 9-7. Yeah. So I mean, there's something to be said for that of of just that not giving up, and I I, th- I really do think that that comes back to Jameis Winston and his sort of leadership abilities. And- uh, I'll say this about the Bucks: I feel like this has been a steady build, which gives me more confidence that it's going to work. I'm always weary of instant success in the yeah. NFL, like in like when the guy comes in and has a great rookie year, because he's setting the bar so high for himself that he might never reach it again. Well, like, the term sophomore I've, slump exists for a reason. Right. So I feel like this has been a steady, slow build of adding pieces, getting the quarterback, putting the right coach in charge, and figuring all these little things out. And now you start to really feel the payoff. If this was just bad offense, really good offense, I, I would it would be like that just doesn't happen. Like it's a slow build to really good offenses that are sustainable. You don't. It just doesn't happen in an off season, which is what what's happened to Bucks fans in the past is they've fallen on the hype train of like with the Duncan ears. Yep. Like we. All oh, right. This offense is completely changed I in hated, one off season. I hated that dubbing. Yeah, Josh McCown. We got Josh McCown, man. We got Mike Evans. We got Vincent Jackson. We got Austin Severian Jenkins. This is it. <laughs> this is it. The offense is going to turn around, and then it didn't. And that's because the offensive line was still terrible. And there was no receivers outside of Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson. And now I feel like we had the depth, we have the O-line, we have the quarterback, and we have the running back, and we have the receivers. Okay, so on this Bucks theme, you mentioned it earlier that, um, I think it was Kyle, mentioned that if the Bucks line can hold, the offensive line can hold out, we'll have a very good offense. Well, 
the biggest key and the biggest cog, in my opinion, to this is Ali Marpet switching from guard to center. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, apparently he's getting rave reviews from everybody that counts, which is Dirk Cutter and Jameis Winston. I mean, Ali Marpet's really good, and I, I think I think that move is is one of they just knew he could do it sort of thing like they've always known he can do it but they didn't feel like they had to play him there because of holly and we still have holly but i don't know i think they're trying to create depth that's part of the reason that move because they can move him back to guard if need be you know if there's injuries or stuff like that he can they're trying to make him more versatile i guess is what i'm getting at yeah and here's here's the big thing too jr sweezy uh is poised to start this year and actually contribute to the team after signing that huge contract that he signed uh last year so I'm sure that plays a huge part in it as well. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think that um, our offensive line is young, and certainly it it ha- it's shown some potential, and I think it, it still has a lot of potential as far as um, you know what we're able to do. It, I'm I'm kind of looking over the roster right now. Well, Caleb, we need to need to improve in our run ability we were near the bottom of the league if not the bottom of the league in most rushing categories last year yeah yeah and i think that you're gonna see um oday howard you're gonna see that coming to play here did you see his, his blocking he, is gonna help i, with I that. never i never thought going into this draft you're gonna be able to pick a guy out that's gonna be able to replace not replace sorry that's a the wrong word supplant Cameron Brait as the best tight end on the team, and he just did it immediately. Well, I, I, well slow your roll. He hasn't done anything yet. Yeah, he hasn't, yeah, yeah, and, hasn't, play, hasn't played a goddamn but, down. But he definitely he, – look, he's probably going to start. I mean, that's just the way it is because Cam – No offense, great, but Cam- as a rookie coming in and saying, I'm starting over the person who tied the league lead in, in your position for tied, uh, uh, for touchdowns, um, touchdowns, that's yeah. – that's like, yeah, that I totally understand what you're saying, but that but that's because Bray. What? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Bray can't block, so that's that's part of it for sure. Um, what's, but what's the matter, Kyle? We I I, I, I tried think to. Kyle's Twitter might be suspended. No, I looked up I looked up the Buccaneers on Twitter and it said that they were suspended, but I looked up the wrong oh. Twitter account. <laughs> I was what I was doing. I was I was trying. There's a picture that the Buccaneer tweeted out today of OJ Howard standing next to Mike Evans, and he just like he makes Mike Evans look like a child. So, yeah, there it is. It's just it's it's ridiculous how monster. how big he is. He's so oh, wow. big, so big. Yeah. You know what we didn't bring up the other day, the last episode, when we talked about how Winston's going to need a contract soon. You know who needs a contract sooner than that? Mike Evans. Oh yeah, you're right. He needs to like now. Yeah, like this is when you need to extend him. Shit, like, I bet you that gets addressed in the off season or somehow during the season to just later on. Well, I think I think David and McCoy both signed extensions during the season, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of weird with with football. Football, just, like it's um, it'll happen at any time. I found with like hockey and and uh, baseball, it tends to happen in the off season. But yeah, like, there's football, like a certain date. Or like a run of like a a couple weeks window where everybody signs their contracts. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So I I, so, I would expect him to get a he's I mean he better get a goddamn contract. Oh, he's going. Someone, yeah, I know we we're the not money. the basketball podcast, but can someone explain something to me? Explain. Sure. Yeah. Boston 
in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they are going to pick first. Because okay, the, the Nets are complete and utter idiots. I, the Brooklyn they, Nets traded their first round pick or future first oh, round picks a few years ago and they to the, the lotto, Celtics. They? <laughs> and, and they won the lotto, and the Celtics get their pick. Look, in the NBA, you can protect your pick. There's certain stipulations where you can say, like, hey, if we get a top three pick, you don't get that pick. But they didn't do that. They were just like, yeah, just just take it. And they, they traded. Remember when the Celtics had Garnett and Allen and Pierce? Yeah. Okay, they traded for Garnett and Pierce, and they gave, and the, the Celtics got the farm for them. <laughs> and they were like 30, like late 30s. Like they're in the, oh, way over the past. Let me put it to this way. They're not playing on that team anymore. Look, look up that trade. Look up the Brooklyn Nets to Boston Celtics, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett trade. The Brooklyn Nets are terrible, and they're going to be terrible forever because they traded all their first-round picks. Well, yeah, their their owner is a wealthy Russian businessman who doesn't even like the sport he owns. No, look up the trade. I got here. I know. I know. I'm doing. Uh... (laughs) All right, here we go. Here we go. All right, all right. The Boston Celtics and Brooklyn Nets reached a deal to trade Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Jason Terry for future. First round picks in 2014, 2016, and 2018, as well as <laughs> no! one, two, three, four, five players. Okay, they traded everybody for those two guys, and everybody in the future as well. And and now they're they're screwed forever. They're screwed. Forever. If you they're remember for like correctly, the next like ten years. If you remember correctly, this is the first year that the New Jersey Nets were now the Brooklyn Nets, oh, and they right. wanted to make Jay-Z a big Nets. stand. Were, yeah, this, they wanted to make a right. big stand about it being a team willing to win now. So they got KG and Pearson there. Exactly, and it was the, it was the whole new new arena. Got to make the playoffs, and they mortgaged their entire future for for like one year of like, and I think they went out in the first round that year or something like that, like just. Just terrible, terrible, uh, no terrible, return terrible on managing. Just yeah, ter- yeah. Just let it be known to, to, to like. Just I, I, it happens all the time, and I don't know why. Like, never mortgage your future, like draft picks for a guy. Now it's just I, for some reason. Now the Celtics are going to get the bet if they want. They if can they, get the best player in the draft, and they made the Eastern Conference Finals this year. And uh-huh. they're going to add a number one pick. I was going to say, watch watch them win it all. <laughs> they go and draft first overall. <laughs> I get there's everything. A- this is mine, and this is mine. And- yeah, there's there's no stipulation whatsoever <laughs> that, they, that, that they have to do anything with that pick. They can just keep it and pick number one. That's it. <laughs> oh, God. I lo- I mean, that's like, that's like trade the probably Hawk- still would have gone through, by the way. That's like if the Blackhawks made a deal with the Oilers the year before McDavid was trade was drafted for oh their God, first overall pick and then got the first overall pick and then picked and up McDavid right after winning the cup. Give me this like, and that. I want yeah. all of this. Yeah. Like, that's just – that's – oh, like the, the Celtics are <laughs> – Seriously, if we got into basketball more, that would be one of those, like, what the hell were you thinking moves? Yeah, I don't I don't watch basketball, but I look oh, at that hey. trade and I'm like, oh, so it hurts my we soul. Both- we, we, we know our respective sports decently. What's an equivalent for another sport? Who got the farm and got fleeced in, uh, uh, in either football? I don't know. Look that up, Kyle. Where's uh, I'm trying to think. Trades? Who got traded for Gretzky? Oh, <laughs> that LA, guy. Yeah. Gretzky and I Paul Coffey. I think the won like a cup after Gretzky left, though, so I don't think they were too too upset. 
Oh, that's right. There was a lot of money exchanged in those deals. Yeah, they still had Messier too. So. All right. Um, this is this is Bleacher Report. This is Bleacher Reports' twenty worst trades in sports it's a history. Slideshow, isn't it's, it? it's, oh, it's, it's cool, of course cool. a slideshow. Fuck. All right. Uh, Anyone that stick out. Yeah. Oh no, it's not a slideshow actually. Oh, it's not. Oh, thank goodness. Oh Jesus, no, we can't. They're they're auto playing a fucking video. I, I hate, hate you. So I hate oh, you. Oh yeah, Bleacher Mark McGuire got traded to the Cardinals. I remember that. For who though? For some dudes that never from Oakland, to right? Randy Was Johnson to the Mariners. Yep. Pedro Martinez to the Expos. Oh, and that that was right before that was like right before the baseball lockout. He won the Cy Young the year after being traded. Mm. Jesus, ah. that's that blows. John Smoltz for Doyle Alexander. Eric Lindros to Philly. That was a bad deal. Um, sad. some of these I don't even remember. Yeah, none of these I'm not. Oh, Scottie Pippen got traded to the Bulls. That was a mistake for the entire NBA. <laughs> Who Indianapolis Colts trade Pippen. Marshall Falk? Oh, that's crazy. To the St. Louis Rams for a second and fifth round draft. Oh pick. my god, that's awful. The Colts traded Marshall Falk for a second and fifth rounder. You know, god. you know what else happened is is the uh and it might even be on this list, but I, I recall that the New Orleans or the Miami Dolphins No no, who was it? Somebody somebody traded for Ricky Williams, like some some kind of crazy ass trade for Ricky Williams. Um, no, was just, uh, oh yeah, the the uh, Baltimore Colts traded John Elway. Did they really? But they had to. Like Elway wasn't good. He was just going to go play baseball. If uh, oh that's right, so he had one of those throwing a fit yeah. when Eli Manning did with San Diego. Yeah, sons of bitches. You know. I'll keep scrolling. Herschel Walker to the Vikings. This, this yeah. is a crappy list. Brett Bade, Brett, yeah, that's oh, shit. Yeah, Brett well, there you go. Bade. That's something about this. Yeah. This all happened 10 years before we had a podcast. The Falcons sent rookie Brett Favre to the Green Bay Packers for a first-round pick. That they was... gave up on him way too quickly. <laughs> yeah, some of these – oh, yeah. Yeah, these – hold on, hold on. These are dumb. These are like – I'm looking for like – Got traded the farm for this guy. You know, yeah, yeah, look here. I'm telling you, Ricky yeah. Williams is the first one that comes to mind because the uh, let's see, let's see, the the Saints was it the Saints? Mike Dick Mike Ditka traded all of the Saints remaining 1999 <laughs> draft picks to the, to the Rams to get Ricky Williams. Who did you guys even know he played for the Saints? No, you don't. You think of him as a Dolphins player. Like yeah. there, that right there to me is like that's one of the biggest. And all, no, all, the other thing about Ricky Williams is that uh, he had he had uh, Master P. Master P. The rapper was his was his sports agent. Like like his uh, uh, he had like no limit sports, and he got like the worst contract of all time because it was like it was all performance based incentives. So it was like he got nothing. Like he got like he got screwed out of a contract. <laughs> and then Williams had like some decent years with the Saints, and then he got traded back to the Dolphins. 2002 for four draft picks including two first rounders oh, and then Jesus. led the nfl in rushing with miami that year so good job saints do you guys nailed that remember they got the best of that backs? deal twice yeah yeah but i'm just saying do you remember when running backs were this like much of a hot commodity like oh yeah dude the, the herschel walker trade yeah like the the, the cowboys traded like everybody for that guy or or minnesota did excuse me because they I mean, felt like they were running back away this was back when I used to be a, a partial Jets fan, but I remember Curtis Martin went back and beat the shit out of the... Oh, Curtis uh, Martin was traded, wasn't he? I'm looking it up now. 
He might not have been traded. He might just have been free. No, you're, totally, no, you're right. Curtis Martin was drafted by the New England Patriots, who 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 traded him to the Jets. They traded him to an interdivision rivalry. To or no, okay, sh- no, he became a free agent. Like they said, so they I let him, say, him what? walk. Who yeah. does that? Yeah, he's one of the all-time leading rushers in NFL history. Jesus. Yeah, that that the, the first thing that came to my mind with that was Ricky Williams. I just remembered Mike Ditka trading everything to get him. Have you ever watched the Ricky Williams documentary? No. About uh, dude, he he was like so into pot. Yeah, that's I like guess so. that's why he would like disappear for like years and then come back and just run over the NFL and then Smoking leave again. Weed. <laughs> like, what's up, guys? <laughs> I need. He's to actually like super intelligent. To be able to pee clean. So what's up? Like he's not like. He's not like just a pothead. Like he's actually like really smart. It's 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 a really surreal documentary. I gotta watch that because it's it's so it's so strange that the NFL still tests for marijuana. He was such a good football player too. Yeah, I mean, like especially at Texas, he was ridiculous at Texas. So we've I know I think we've talked about this before, but uh, the NBA does not test for marijuana, and the NHL does test, but doesn't do anything about it. The NHL, you said. Yeah, the NHL does test, but they don't do anything with the... Can you be here real quick, Kyle? Yeah, yeah. I just want to read off, if you don't mind, I want to read off Rico Williams' college stats from his freshman to senior year. Freshman year, 10,052 yards with eight touchdowns. (laughs) Excuse me, 1,052 yards with eight touchdowns. God damn it. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) God damn it. 1,320 yards with 13 touchdowns his sophomore year. 1,893 yards with 25 touchdowns his junior year. And then 2,327 yards with 29 (laughs) touchdowns his senior year. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And this isn't like some Pete, this like subdivision league. This was the big No, fucking Texas. Like one of the biggest college programs ever and he got better year to year. I mean, I like, guess I, I guess I see why he was ra- he he was uh he's a phenom. So highly touted. Yeah, he was he was kind of a phenom and he just didn't he he did nothing. Then like, oh, this is well, bad. Oh, when the Dolphins were big on the Wildcat. Oh, wild yeah, with Ronnie Brown. And nobody and could stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I yeah. love that time who's in the NFL. Who's the Wildcat quarterback for them? Ronnie Brown. Ronnie Brown. Lemon? No, it was Ronnie oh, Brown. No, yeah, oh, but I, I see what you're saying, Nick. Yeah, I don't know. I think it might have been Cleo Lemon. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I think there was like Cleo Lemon goes out wide. Yeah, yeah. And then like everybody tried to copy, but nobody could really do it. It and was then, just and like, then they like <laughs> fixed it later. And they like, finally the figured it like, out. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, that's illegal. You can't do that anymore. No, it wasn't illegal. It was just. They yeah, just they figured just it out. out yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of situational. What do they call those penalties where it's like you lined up over this guy and um, procedural, illegal, illegal yeah, formation, procedural. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's a procedural yeah. penalty. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the revisions to those rules did away with the wildcat formation. Yeah, I, I mean, it was so much fun though, and like, I. I I hate when the NFL gets rid of fun things just because, like, they, they don't understand them. Like, <laughs> okay, so now that I have the platform and I remember this, we're talking about the, um, like, documentaries and everything. Watch uh-huh. the one on the XFL. Watch the 30 for 30 on the XFL. It is the oh, most yeah. entertaining one I have ever seen. With, uh, do you guys uh, remember what they used to do instead of kickoffs in the XFL? I don't actually. What was oh, they did like the ring rule or something. It's called a scramble. They put the ball at the fifty, and they had two guys line up at the thirty, and they got the sprint for it. 
Oh, that's right. I do yeah. remember that. Yeah. <laughs> within, like, according to the documentary, within the first three weeks, there were 16 players injured on those. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was an eight team league, by the way. Wasn't Vince McMahon like a big investor in that? Oh yeah, he was he like was that the, was like yeah. the, the guy. He was the, the commissioner. Um, yeah, yeah, or not the commissioner, like the yeah, the commissioner. Oh, yeah, like, whatever. Yeah, uh, whatever you want. To call well, president. that's what, yeah, that's what he they did the wrong because they promoted it. They like they promoted it too much, like uh, wrestling. professional wrestling. Yeah, that it, nobody took it seriously. Like like they had Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler they had, as like, like the crotch cam. Yeah, like, yeah, like, it's, the, nobody took it seriously. And it and was on right before Saturday Night Live, which I think, in a way, piggybacked on their their ratings a lot. I, I, maybe, but like the thing here's what here's here's what went wrong with the NFL or XFL. Vince McMahon should have just been like a, a silent, um, you know, influence in the back. Yeah, yeah. Like, Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler have no fucking. Well, I, uh, at least well, Jim he had Ross. Dick Buttkiss. He had Dick, Dick Buttkiss was there to to say the XFL was legit. But I just, I just, I, I don't know. If, I'm just saying, like, people thought it was fake. Like, you, you, you think Vince McMahon? He's like, he promotes it on Monday Night Raw, and like, this was like in the middle of the the Attitude Era. It was Stone Cold. It was Stone Cold and yeah. the Rock, and, and like yeah. the, the wrestling has never the been Rock doing like the the opening ceremonies, ready for football. Yeah. No, don't do that. Just just put your money behind it, and then let the product speak for itself. Don't be like, hey, the Rock says. This is. It doesn't matter what your football team is <laughs> yeah. saying. Like it's, it's no. It's just. Well, that tells of, uh, somebody who knows what kind of a product they had because these are guys that couldn't make it in the NFL. Hey, Tommy Maddox. Tommy Maddox played for the XFL, and he uh, he had a. It's a the only of, one you could name. Uh, he uh, Rod. Uh, uh, he hate Bob me. Bob Geldorf. He hate me. Uh, I don't know Rod something. Rod <laughs> did well. Oh, yeah, the nicknames on the back of their jerseys. Yeah, what was his real name? What was his real Rod name? something, Rod something. I don't know, but it, it was he hate me, and he Stewart. returned a kickoff for a touchdown against the Bucks. Yeah, Rod. Was, no, wait, hold on. I'll tell you right now. He hate me. Rod Smart, Smart played, That's it. played for the Carolina Panthers for for a while. Did good. Did good for him. Two thousand two to two thousand five. Las Vegas Outlaws. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he. Um, Team Tennessee? I don't know. Wait, 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 wait. wait. what is that? Yeah, Who are they? <laughs> Who's that guy? The All-American Football League? <laughs> you guys remember the – it wasn't the XFL, but it was like the USFL. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was that the one with Trump? Yeah. With, yeah. No, no. It was the one with, where they had like the, the Florida – Tus- Oh, yeah. And right. they played the a Tropicana Field. Wasn't that the original Tampa Bay Rowdies? No, no, no. No, the, t- the Rowdies have always been a soccer I'm saying like, you, the, like they played at Tropicana Field. Oh, the and, like it was the bandits. The bandits, yeah. The bandits played in the uh, USFL. USFL. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of something else. But like, yeah, the bandits. The bandits actually were bigger than the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. At one point in time, yeah, in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with Steve Spurrier and all that. Yeah, they had Burt Reynolds, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like promoting games for him. Smoking the bandit. Yeah. Smoking the bandit. Come watch my movie. <laughs> watch this football team too. I guess I don't care. <laughs> All I can think about is Turd Ferguson now from S- from the SNL. Boom, 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 bandit. First episode. Toast of the first. Actually, number two hundred is coming up soon, guys. What are we gonna yeah, do? Burt Reynolds is gonna make a real appearance this time. Burt, Burt Reynolds. Where he lives in Florida. We might actually get Burt Reynolds to come on the podcast. What was the best SNL skit from like ever? In your opinion, 
Who's the best what? I think it, it has to be Celebrity Jeopardy. With Sean Connery and, you know. SNL's got, I'll You're take back. anal bum covers. That's yeah. album <laughs> covers. La tits now for two. Ape tit. <laughs> ape tit. That's apetite. <laughs> Sean Connery leads the field with negative 4,000 points. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good one. Although I think my my personal favorite uh, SNL sketch of all time is a more contemporary one with Keenan Thompson, uh, where he did "What's Up with That?" Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because like this was this was a, this was a time. Mom, please don't. Mom, mom, don't listen to the show. Turn the show off now. But I I, I would get super stoned. And I would watch these sketches, and I would kind of forget that I was watching What's Up With That sketches. So, like, I'm thinking, like, he's go- he goes into the actual interview, and then all of a sudden, like, the music starts coming. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is a sketch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's, they're playing music. He's going to sing again. <laughs> I just – I love every single one of those, like, where, where he's, like, uh, 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 environmental protection. And the guest is like, "What the what? What? Like, oh, we!" Oh, um, I love it. I, I I don't remember. This is how bad. I don't really watch SNL. I don't know if it was an SNL skit or a Mad TV skit or a In Living Color skit. But there was a Jim Carrey. I think it was him in hosting Living Color. SNL. Then I think it was, it was him hosting show. SNL. Oh, okay, okay. He did the lifeguards. He did the lifeguard bit. Uh, I feel like that was in Living Color. That no, that was SNL. Really? It was? Really? Yeah. Yeah, because he was a lifeguard in uh, in a jacuzzi. <laughs> you, know Jim, and... you know Jim Carrey auditioned for SNL and he didn't get it? He did, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, Maybe. after Living Color, too, I think. What? They didn't see the yeah. potential after that? Dang. I, I, I think so, actually. Lauren Michaels is overrated. I said it. <laughs> they turned down a lot of people. Like Kev- They turned down Kevin Hart. They turned down. Yeah, uh, if you watch well, that's, the, uh, that's if you watch the 40th anniversary. Yep, yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah. Hey guys, should we uh, should we talk about the Rays? Do you think? Maybe. I, I feel like it's I feel like it's it's high time. I kind of wanted to keep talking about SNL. I'm kidding. I would, it's, then it's gonna turn into an episode of Shark Dropper. <laughs> if you want to talk about SNL, let's uh, let's let's talk about uh, um, Bobby Moynihan is leaving SNL after nine seasons. I don't even oh, know man. who that is. Bobby Moynihan! <laughs> Fun fact, Morty, Bobby Moynihan and Piece of Toast hate each other. <laughs> now do you remember that? Huge feud. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Moynihan. Um, Bobby Moynihan, like, bridged the gap from the, like, the Will, like, the, uh, the Sherry O'Terry, Will Ferrell era to, like, now. I think... I actually, I actually do think that like the, the current cast of SNL is one of the strongest casts I've seen in a oh, long yeah. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree. You want to talk about the Rays? I'm just saying. I, I'm an SNL geek. I like SNL, so like I, uh, I think they have a really strong cast. I right think now. the Californians is one of the best skits I've ever. That's that's <laughs> good. Oh, man, I, we, I can go on this forever, but like. When you look back, I like you look back on casts of SNL and you see like how great they were, like they like Fred Armisen, Andy Samberg, Jason Sudeikis, like yeah. they were like Kristen Wiig, they were all on a cast together, yeah. like they were like with each other. That was amazing. Yeah, like I think, but I and think then Jimmy like, Fallon ruining every skit. Yeah, <laughs> by staring at the goddamn camera. 
and laughing. He could not he could not hold it for any scene ever. He couldn't stop. And like sometimes it's funny. Like sometimes yeah, like if the skit's not doing so well and then someone breaks, like yeah, sure, great. But like every time he would just laugh every it's time. Just <laughs> like a movie properly using the word fuck. If you use it all the yeah. time, there's no sensation of it being important. But if there's just one part of the movie like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have a real appreciation for like people that can curse well. That's why yeah. I love that. That's why, like, every time you listen to the podcast, you hear Wally Backman after the race sucks segment because, like, he he was like uh, he was like the Da Vinci of 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 cursing. I watched at, that video. I've heard that those clips so many times, and finally I watched that video the other day. <laughs> and that slow build up from <laughs> like from like I'm just talking to this umpire like as a normal person to <laughs> you fucking mind. Like, <laughs> he never said a fucking word. <laughs> Oh, Put that man. in your fucking report, you pipsqueak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it, love it. Anyways, uh, let, let's we should we should move on. Let's okay. let's uh, <laughs> let's see if the race suck. <laughs> Guys, I don't, I don't, um, I got a lot of takes on the race. I told you before the show, and um, let's see if you remember any of them. I, I, I remember like a couple of them <laughs> at best. They're not here's, playing tonight. They're off tonight. Here's one. Th- here's one thing I do want to mention because I got into it with a with um, somebody about Kevin Cash, specifically. Um. So like, Lovey Smith or Greg Schiano. Uh, or you know, just just guys like that. I, I I can tell in football when a, when a coach is on the way out and in and, and uh-huh. when you fire that coach, like you like obviously the players aren't playing for him anymore. There's like a sense of apathy. It seems like he's not getting it done. Like you have the talent that 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 you should be winning these games, but you're getting blown out or you're you're not getting the job done. I've seen it with the Lightning. I've seen it with the Bucks. Like it's it's kind of easy to tell, in my opinion, like when you fire that coach. Um, with baseball, th- I, I'm I'm a fairly I'm a new baseball fan. I I again like I we said in the last show like I I've, I've only been following baseball since the Rays have been good, which has been since '08. So I don't I've never experienced this of of like firing a ma- or, or losing a manager and getting a new manager. And then calling for that manager's head, <laughs> I, I really don't know what constitutes calling for that for a manager's head. Yeah, because with Madden, I don't think it was ever really a serious outcry to fire him. There might have been a few fans here and there that didn't like his style or didn't think that he was a, you know the right guy anymore or stuff like that. But in terms of the media and the fan, the religious fans. You know, and even your casual fan, no one ever really called for Joe Madden's head. No, ever. No. They they would say they like maybe her. maybe he needs yeah. to stop pinch hitting this guy or putting this guy in the lineup, or they call for changes, but not for him to be fired. With Kevin Cash, we've just gone straight to firing the guy. It seems like it does seem like that, and it, it seems it it seems like 
anytime when I hear like fire X, it's, it just seems like the easy decision to make. Well, uh, let's let's not root cause this problem. Like, is, the, is our quarterback playing well? Is our goalie giving up a lot of goals? Is our defense not playing good? Is our pitchers not pitching right? It's it's it always seems like it's just like ah well fuck the guy that's in charge. Like let's fire that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy's a, get him out of here because yeah. our pieces are more expensive and less interchangeable. Exactly. I just I just feel like a lot of people are Monday morning quarterbacking of like well I wouldn't have I I would have taken Archer out clearly I wouldn't have the done last it. inning. Uh. Well, fuck yeah! Well, of course we lost that game, so of course you would have done that. Like any he could could say, like, oh yeah, well, I would have done that. Like, of course, I did sit on this podcast last week and say that I don't think being a baseball manager is the hardest thing in the world. But I, I don't. I, I mean, but 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 I, I totally understand what you're saying, Kyle. There's there's decisions that he has to make. Like, okay, you know, when when do you pinch hit this guy here? Do you bunt in this situation? How do you how do you use your bullpen? Like those those sort of things, and like. Legitimately, Kevin Cash has made some very questionable decisions. We've said it before. Yeah, you know, he's got we, a quick hook, a slow hook, no hook. The thing with the Rays, he's had a quick hook, he's had no hook. Yeah, the thing with the Rays is, and the thing that puzzles, I think, is puzzling you about where we are exactly with Kevin Cash is, I don't think anybody can really say what the Rays are trying to do right now. Are you yeah. trying Hit to runs. build? Hit home runs. Yeah. <laughs> are you trying to build? Are you trying to sort of stay in the middle somewhere and, and add on to that? Are you maybe looking towards the future? Like, I, I just, I don't, I can't grasp where exactly the Rays are in their development as a team. And I feel like in baseball, that's really a thing. What development? Because in baseball, it seems like teams always think they have a chance coming into a season yeah they always think this is the right team and then the manager goes i don't know loses 100 games and then he gets fired and he had a crappy team and he only got a year and like i just feel like baseball teams never have a solid direction in terms of what they what they really You're want right. to it's do very fluid yeah like in football it's like okay we're definitely taking this year to get a high draft pick to try to turn you know to try to start rebuilding Basketball's the same way. I feel like hockey's the same way. But baseball, it's like, yeah, you, you can get a high draft pick, but he's not going to be in the majors for, like, three to four years, if that, probably more. Like, it's just, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Baseball's weird like it that. It is weird. It's it's all about, like, it's, like, you said it perfectly because, like, at the beginning of the season, everybody feels like they have a chance because of, of what they did in the off season and, and what they're capable of. But I just I feel like, as far as the Rays go, that there's a lot of things that we need to be doing better that we're not doing that I don't think that you can blame on Kevin Cash, like holding leads, like holding leads, which which we will say the bullpen was better this week. It was better, but like once the, we brought in those two rookies. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't even know who their names Which, are, but the, yeah, the, the one guy with long hair that can throw like a hundred miles per yeah, hour. Yeah. yeah, he can throw hard, and the other guy, yeah, and then Danny Farquhar, yeah, <laughs> and Alcala. Yeah, that's your bullpen. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but the, the bullpen has been better this week, and um, strikeouts continue to be a problem. But like I, I, I've said this on Twitter multiple times. I don't, I don't care about the strikeouts because we're scoring runs. We're, we're, yeah. we're like five, we, we five to four. We broke a home run record <laughs> yeah. for, for the three game series against the Indians. Like 
I think we hit like 10 homers, and Corey Dickerson is hitting out of his mind. Listen to these <laughs> games. We've won 7-4, to 6-4, to 11-2, 5-4. to Like, these are insane amounts of, like, like I don't care how many strikeouts we're getting. Like, like we're scoring the runs. It, like, yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, is that going to last? Probably not. Probably not. But we're going to go into slumps, but I think every team goes into slumps. Like, yeah. I, for a long time, Rays fans' complaints were, well, we're just looking for the walk too much. We're not swinging the bat enough. Now they're swinging the bat enough, and it's, well, well you're not. You're just swinging at everything now. Like, the, do you want them to keep the bat on the shoulder or no? Like, I'd rather them swing. Fans. Like, I shouldn't even say baseball fans. Rays fans especially are super finicky. Yeah. Because yeah. how many people wanted Derek Shelton fired last year, and now we've, we're, we're, we're on pace to break the strikeout record? Yeah. So it's like, wait, you know. You, do, do you really know? I I, um, I, I feel like I, I had a good point to make, but now I forgot it. Well, I, I suck. I, I want to say this. Um, I think we might have something in Corey Dickerson more than what we could have hoped for. <sighs> Dude, Corey Dickerson is gone this year. He's gone after this year, and he's going to go free get agent? paid. He's yeah, he's two years. Next Boston Red Sox, whatever. Like, he might win AL MVP. If he like that's how well he, that's how much he's Ooh. like. I know it's a long way off, but I feel like we didn't even like start to wrap up the show. You can't go bold predictions. Well, I just feel like we're seeing his potential start to be realized. I I don't feel like this is like a flash in the pan kind of thing. And now that I say this, he's going to go for like oh for twenty this week or something yep, like yeah. that. But, you cursed him. You yep. did this. Um, I don't actually. I don't know what his current deal is. You can look that um, up on. I don't think Wikipedia would tell you. Do that. we no, I, do well, jump I, into the game by game? By the way, uh, we've been doing series by series lately. I think that's been okay, going so, better. Yeah, yeah. That, that's tend to be going better than the game by game thing because I always I can't remember. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's too tedious when it comes to game yeah. to game. Yeah, with hockey, you can you can sort of remember the games. With baseball, there's so many of them. It's every day. Oh, hold Same on. Stadium. Give me a second, though. I want I I do want to find out what Corey Dickerson's contract is because I. I Look that I, up. I I'm full after... of this. Wow, they already said he's signing with the Red Sox in the offseason for ten years, twenty million. No kidding. Oh. <laughs> They've already agreed to him in principle for. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we last recorded uh, Saturday. Uh yes. We yeah, did. it was a weird week. Okay, so we had the second half of the Boston series, which was loss win. Loss win. Well, we won Boston series, so we'll include Friday, so just for argument's sake. Oh shit! So we got we got them until twenty twenty. Yep. Dang. Shit, yeah. Fuck yeah, man. He'll break something. He's 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 eligible for arbitra- arbitration for the next two years. I bet years. he's pissed. Like he's putting together the best season's career. Like, Crap! I can't get paid. I thought we only had it for. I thought for some reason I thought we signed him as a free agent for only two years, but no, we did. Dude, we, we traded, traded for, for him. him. We traded Jake McGee for him. Fuck yeah! For, from the Rockies. I love you, Rays. I love Corey Dickerson. He's 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 got to be one of my favorite hitters right now because he's just so consistent. He doesn't try to. He doesn't try to like. Well, he's he, not, you he's know not what like, he's not doing anymore? He's not trying to hit a home run. Exactly. Every yeah. He's not like Souza or like these these guys that just go up there and try to hack at home runs he goes on there and he tries to get on fucking base and like that's, that's why, why I they love put him. him in the lead like everybody at the beginning was like why are we putting dickerson leadoff spot like he was terrible last year with that like getting on base and stuff like that now he's just responded by hitting what like he's in like 334 or something like yeah. that. yeah yeah dude I, I love dickerson i'm so glad we have him for a while anyways nick i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no worries um 
we're just so for argument's sake they were going to continue on with the boston series as a continuation right? yeah we uh i think what let, let's see like yeah okay so we we podcasted on saturday yep um that was that was a big that was a big win um big mm, loss saturday was a loss <laughs> oh, i'm sorry i lost i was looking at the friday game yeah and then we came back and beat them 11 to 2 to 11 close to 2 the series you beat we've, we we beat two uh, playoff teams. I feel like, I think that was the game that Kyle said, and I quote: "If we lose this game, I will become a Yankees fan." That was the Sunday game when we were up like eleven. Yep, 11 I said, "If we yeah, if yeah, we lose this game, I'll become a Yankees fan." Yeah, <laughs> the bullpen. If the bullpen blows a nine-run lead or whatever it was at that point, yeah, which I wouldn't put past them. We could I'm, be talking to Kyle. Yeah, because they literally did it the yeah. next day. Yeah, the next day they did they did just that and blew and blew another lead. So, um, actually, I'm sorry. No, they didn't. They didn't blow a lead. Uh, um, they came. They almost came back. They almost came back. Yeah. So that you know that's on the offense. Chris Archer had a terrible start. And here's here's the thing about Chris Archer that's that's a little concerning. Like. You you have you have starts from like Alex Cobb and Jake Odorizzi where if they're not on their game they can still complete the start and they can still they can still tough it out and they can and and, and keep the game within reach. Or, yeah. yeah, it just seems when Archer when the game it's off the rails when he's when it, when it's not on his he's not on his his game he's just yeah he's he's off the rails he's like well fuck it. Like it, <laughs> here's a ball, <laughs> yeah, and um, I get it, I get it, Arch. You know, I that's how I would pitch, but like that as you know, you that's can't why do I'm that. Not in the majors. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's that's the only reason Kyle's not in the majors. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason I can throw ninety eight. I just you know, in my head <laughs> because I get angry at the people. So I think Arch still is, he still has some kinks to work out when it comes to like those. I mean, every every starter has them. Every starter is going to get blown up, especially you know, even every ace is going to get blown up. It just happens. Yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully, this well, is. If a- you look at our three starters' records. It's three and two with Archer, three and two with Odorizzi, and four and three with Cobb. That tells you our our bullpen's the problem with a losing record. You're right, but guys, we just we 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 have a four and two road trip here against like two really tough teams. Mm-hmm. Um, two postseason teams. Place Yankees coming in this week. Yeah, the Yankees are coming in. Which we're going to be at the game for. Uh, yeah, tomorrow. we'll be there tomorrow, guys. Dun dun dun. Also, I hear. I hear. Uh, uh, we're watching uh, Ramirez pitch. By the way. Yeah, he started the first first start back in the rotation. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been good. <laughs> Great. We're pitching about the bullpen, we get a whole day of it. Yeah. Um, I believe Andrew Katzman will be there. I believe Rays Fangio will be there. I believe Connor Aikman will also be there. We'll we'll see all those guys tomorrow. Five dollar beers. I'll be completely wasted. Wasted. Um, well, not completely wasted, but I mean, I'm sure. Kyle uh, can walk to the stadium and back, so he can get as drunk as he exactly. wants. I, I can do it. I can do it. Fuck, I want to do. All right, Bam Margera. <laughs> Oh, you're right. That is what he said. Oh, what have I become? <laughs> and he, and ben Margera, what will we do next? Who the fuck, fuck I, want? I want to? <laughs> so we got the CGI y- falls off a building. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, and his friend also died riding his Lamborghini. Porsche. Okay, oh, it was a Porsche, by the way. It was a Porsche. Yeah. Mike Mike Judge and the New York Yankees come in to to hit some balls. 
It's going to be tough. Yankees, Yankees, Aaron Judge. Yankees are tough I don't think year, Aaron Judge is going to do too well on Jackass. Or, no, I'm sorry. I don't think he's going to do too well for New York. He's going to hit his head on the, the ceiling. Cause yeah, there you he's go. Like 6'8". He's ridiculous. I, I, I saw him in that first tallest series. Tallest position player in the Yankees history. He's crazy big. By the way, how many how many more Yankees or how many more numbers are there for the Yankees like to, to use? Not a lot. There can't be a lot. <laughs> There's not. There's probably enough just to have enough for the, the roster, the 40 that, man roster. That, that Futurama <laughs> joke with uh, Leela is coming into fruition a little bit when it comes to these retired numbers. I mean, I got to imagine at some point they're going to go triple digits, right? I mean, yeah, they're going to be like. Yankees so, all right, 101. So starting from the top, the Yankees have number one retired, number three retired, number four retired, number five retired, number six They just retired, did number, number two, seven by the way. Retired. Yeah, number eight retired, another number eight retired. Wow. Number nine retired, number 10, number 15, number 16, 20, 23, 32, 37, 42, which everybody has retired. 44, 46, 49, and 51. So, yeah. <laughs> That's so many. That's a lot of retired numbers. <laughs> Jesus. I, I just imagine some rookie coming up. All right, so can, I, can I have five? No. Can I have eight? No. Yeah. Can I have ten? No. Can I have six? <laughs> All of the Yankees' single-digit numbers. All of the single-digit numbers are retired for the Yankees. Whoa, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, one, one two, three, four, two, five, three. six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Billy, Billy Martin... Derek Jeter, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Joe DiMaggio, Joe Torre, Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra, Bill Dickley, and then Roger Maris. Bill All Dickley got no right to be on that list. Or Bill Dickey. <laughs> Bill Dickey. I would argue I, Roger Maris, what did he do to get on the, the – I don't know. What? Really? What? <laughs> I mean, he only broke the single-season home run record, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. who cares? Don Mattingly? Yeah, Don Mattingly. I didn't know that. Yeah. Jorge Posada. Jorge Posada, Whitey Ford. When did they retire that? Yeah, man? really. When did they ha- retire Jorge Posada? That was not. I mean, Jeter's had like a three-year retirement ceremony. So yeah, <laughs> I think he's still retiring. He's just well, doing even Whitey Ford. Now. Yeah, I feel like they're they're real quick on the retirements here. Hey, Kyle did become a Yankees fan. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jackie Robinson. Oh yeah, Mariano Rivera. Yeah, he was the last one to wear forty. That was allowed to wear forty. Hey, so this before this goes completely off the rails, uh, do we want to render a verdict? The Rays were good this week. Yeah, think, they were. I don't think you can say they were bad because they went four and two. No, and if you beat if you beat the uh, series beat the wins Sox, against the, the Boston yeah, Red Sox in Boston yeah. and in Cleveland, yeah, those are tough. Those now are tough places to, to get win. The Yankees, who have been red hot, so. Mm-hmm. Dude, if we can beat the if we can somehow pull out a series win against the Yankees, things are looking up for the Rays. Yeah, and then you got the bad Angels coming in. Yeah, dude. I mean, you have the Angel, the bad we're Angels. Just plus one Mike game Trout. below five hundred. I mean, you got to feel bad for Mike Trout, don't I you? Know. He's like one of the greatest players of this generation, and he's stuck in Anaheim, where that team has no farm system and nothing around I him. I know he needs to be like, somewhere. Like, yeah. Imagine if he was on. Uh, you know what's gonna happen, right? Detroit. Detroit. We're both gonna be Yankees. Think so? I think that's what's going to happen. So, I mean, I mean, one of them, definitely. Harper and Trout are going to both be Yankees. <laughs> Never know. I mean, look at look at. Uh, Hor- uh, uh, well, Trout's um, from New Jersey, so it's probably a better chance that he's a Yankee. Look than- at Robinson Cano. Like they, the Yankees let him walk. Uh, yeah, but that's for everything. Seattle yeah, gave up everything. I know. No, they they just signed him to a giant deal. They giant, a huge deal. That's what I mean. Yeah. They gave him all the monies. Yeah, they can't sign anybody else around him because exactly they they've they've literally handcuffed to him. 
Yeah. I think the Yankees are are kind of done. Well, I don't know. For for now, they're kind of done with their whole uh, buying championships thing. Yeah, they're, they're definitely not. in a retooling mode. They're for as they're much building as up. Yankees their, can do that. They built back up their farm system, and now what you're going to see is them just ridiculously spend to fill in the gaps yep. in the in their yep. farm system, and then win like three championships. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, they're right. going to sign Bryce Harper or something like that, and he's yep. going to hit. Come beat up the AL East for five, six years. Yeah. Well, dude, the Yankees. Remember when the Yankees had both? uh, They had um, uh, Josh Hamilton and. um, They never had Josh Hamilton. Josh. Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. They had Josh Hamilton and. um, No, the Rays had Josh Hamilton. Yankee or the the Angels had Josh Hamilton oh, and the Angels Angels had Josh Hamilton and they had. um, Saying Yankees. (laughs) Oh, did I? I'm sorry. (laughs) Josh Hamilton and the guy from the the Cardinals, Pujols, Pujols, well, yeah, Albert Pujols. They still have Pujols. Yeah, they still do. He's just not good anymore. He's not good. He's yeah, he sucks. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, remember- he's still he's, he can still hit for power, but like that's it. Now. Yeah, but yeah. He's, now he's gonna be hitting. He's not hit for average. He's like two twenty five. Yeah, he used to hit like three three forty and with uh-huh. like sixty homers, and now he hits like. 240 yeah, like because it's crazy that base percentage was off the charts. Because I mean, put that like on the raise and I walking put him. put that on the raise, and I would instantly get an erection. But course, yeah. <laughs> but let's be serious. By real major league baseball standards, he's yeah. not okay anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. All right, guys. Uh, rays don't suck. Let's go have a beer, Doc. Have you ever heard that story about the Rays scout and Albert Pujols? Did I tell you guys that? Or he quit the team because the Rays wouldn't draft pool holes. Ah, uh, you did tell us that, yeah. Yeah, he was like, he was like, listen, draft this guy, draft him, like just, just do it. Trust me. I like, and then like they didn't. He quit. He was just like, you know what? I'm out. I can't deal with this organization anymore. They don't listen to me. Why do you Go guys on. even pay me if you're not gonna like, <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> I think pools was drafted pretty late. Like he wasn't a high pick. Really? Yeah. Huh. He was drafted in the seventh round. Let's see. Might be one of the worst moves of your career. I don't, I don't know. Anyways, Anthony Anthony's reading diligently on his early career with the with the St. Louis Cardinals. Say where he was drafted. Um, go up. Nope. Still doesn't say. Freshman. <laughs> he batted 461 with 22 homers. God. That's ridiculous. In college. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's like every time he gets up to bat, the pitcher's like, well, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I can't even. Like, <laughs> All right, guys. Do we do we have anything else to uh Bull prediction, the Rays trade for Alba Pujols by the end yeah, of the week. Alex <laughs> Cop throws a perfect game. Wow. Stick to your guns, bud. He did He did throw, he did throw a pretty a nice uh, solid game yeah, the other night. Yeah, so. That team from Cleveland, nothing. Perfect game on Saturday. There you go. Saturday, right? I bet Saturday. you one of us catches a foul ball tomorrow. Hey. Yeah. yeah. We're, like, sitting in the upper deck. like <laughs> Guys, come hang out with us tomorrow on the uh, party deck or this. Or I don't know where we're getting our tickets. Or it should be today because we're, when you release this, it'll be like, stop listening to this and come down to the Tropicana Field right now to come hang out with us. Yeah, do it now. Okay, guys. Thanks tickets for are $7.11. I know because I'm here. R- rate and <laughs> review us on iTunes. 
I, I really gotta go to the bathroom. Kyle's like restless <laughs> in his seat. <laughs> Anthony, tickle him. He likes it. No, don't do it. No, stop. No, no. <laughs> that was worth the bait for this week. I am Kyle. I'm Nick. I'm Anthony. Albert Poolhouse. <laughs>